as I was uh, preparing this message tonight, I, I had this word come to my mind, um, stuck. Uh, I believe we can all become stuck at times. Um, has anybody in here ever been stuck? Yeah, okay. So I certainly have, and uh, I've got a couple of pictures of experiences in my life when I have been stuck. So the uh, first one, <laughs> so <laughs> there's a story behind this actually. Is, uh, is Caleb in here, my son? No? Okay, anyway, when Caleb was eight years old, we were getting the cows in, so that's actually Caleb there, you can see by the quad. So we were driving along in the Jeep, and he had a couple of his mates with us, and the correct way to cross that ditch is not to cross it. You go round, but you know what it's like when you've got your son in a car and a couple of other boys, he's like, can we do this? And they're like, yeah, we can. The correct answer is no, we can't. <laughs> All right, so our, our next picture. She's also stuck. She's fine. Don't worry about it. So, <laughs> like, you guys are all like, is she alive still? <laughs> no, she was fine. Uh, experiences like this on the farm is where I learned to speak fluent French. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, so she's stuck. <laughs> all right, uh, our next picture. Can anyone see why that's not going anywhere? Yeah. Hungry cows that day. Okay, our next picture. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> so we've tried to get Jim's to slow down a little bit. <laughs> well, okay. Who knows where Pukitaha Road is? It's 80 k's an hour, but it feels like 100. So wasn't even my fault. <laughs> Can you guys both see the cameras in the rearview mirror? <laughs> Record this moment. You know, up to that point, I'd been able to say I have never, ever got a speeding ticket. I, have n I can never say that again. All right, our next picture. <laughs> Bit of bling bling. <laughs> so, so, uh... She's not stuck, but she's got something stuck on her head. <laughs> she can still physically move, but, you know, probably not to her full capacity. Anyway, I had to take her to the shed and pull it off. Uh, I think I got one more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I was, uh, I was with my dad and my mum in our lounge one day uh, up in the house, and it was really windy. And you could hear the wind blowing and the wind blowing. And James was out that night, and so I was quite concerned about it because I'm a loving husband. <laughs> you can do better than that because I'm a loving husband. <laughs> anyway, so... <laughs> and uh, so me and my dad are there, and we heard this... Boom! And we thought, hmm, I wonder what that is. And because uh, we're big, brave men, we thought we'd go for a drive and find out. And uh, that is what we found. Now... The shed was never going anywhere because it's a shed. They don't, they don't move. But you can see the tractor. Can you see the tractor? Okay. So that tractor's currently stuck. Um, my boss used to tell me, uh, I don't know if I can do his voice, but it was something along the lines of, that tractor was a lemon and a sour one at that. 
We should have parked it in the bay where the tree landed. <laughs> but yeah, tractor, stuck, also damaged and broken. Okay, so I think that's our pictures for the night. So when I talk about being stuck, I am not talking about physically being stuck like my Jeep or my tractor. I'm talking about the stuff in our lives that we come across that stops, stops us living the life to the fullness that God has for us. Now, I remember times in my life when uh, an issue comes up, something happens, and it's consumed me so much that, that I can't see a way past it, that I'm stuck in this point with this issue or this problem, and I just I, I don't really know how to get past it. Can anyone else relate? Oh, good, because it's not just me. Okay, that's cool. So how does this happen? And if it does happen, how do we move past it? Well, for me, the reason I've become stuck has always been the same. It is because I've shifted my focus, my attention, and my love from an all-loving God, and I've set it on a problem or an issue. My focus, my attention shifts. Now, this picture here, good that that's back up there. Who knows that no amount of me staring at it and focusing on it and giving it all my attention will ever get that to move. I did try kicking it and swearing at it, and that didn't help. No, I don't swear. That was a long time ago. Jesus has saved me. <laughs> so, so, yeah, no amount of me uh, looking at it or focusing on it will ever make that move. And it is the same with your problems. No amount of worry or focus will ever move anything. It'll just cause you grief. All right. So who knows that life is not perfect? Stuff comes up. It does. So three of us know that. Great. <laughs> I'm going to read your story. It's a really, really well-known story about a man and some elephants. <clears throat> you guys <are> laughing. <laughs> I haven't even told the story yet. <laughs> it's not even a funny story. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. As a man was passing the elephants, he suddenly stopped, confused by the fact these huge creatures were being held by only a small rope tied to their front leg. No chains, no cages. It was obvious that the elephants could at any time break away from their bonds, but for some reason they did not. He saw a trainer nearby and asked why these animals just stood there and made no attempt to get away. Well, the trainer said, when they were very young and much smaller, we used the same size rope to tie them, and at that stage, it was enough to hold them. As they grew up, they are conditioned to believe they cannot break away. They believe the rope can still hold them, so they never try and break away. The man was amazed. These animals could at any time break free from their bonds, but because they believed they couldn't, they were stuck right where they were. They could break free from their bonds at any time, but because they believed they couldn't, they were stuck right there. So what are the ropes in our lives? What's the stuff that gets us stuck? I made a little bit of a list. Self-image, the way I look, clearly not a problem for me. 
<laughs> well, <laughs> clearly not a problem for my wife. <laughs> Uh, popularity. Do people like me? Success or perceived lack of success? Do I let my current situation in life, compared to where I thought I would be by now, get me stuck or stop me moving on? Um, mental health, depression, and anxiety. Let me say, let me say, let me say, I'm not understating these at all. Not at all, because I know these are genuine, horrific things that people have to experience or don't have to experience, but people do go through. Uh, I just believe we cannot limit how awesome our God is and the light and the life he can bring into any darkness. Okay. Uh, Unbelief and doubt. Addictions. What things am I doing that I seem powerless to change? Finances. Maybe you don't know how you're going to pay your bills. Uh, Health issues. Um, And there's probably quite a few others that I haven't mentioned. Uh, so who can relate to something on that list or something else? Okay. Yep. About 50 of you are liars. No, just kidding. <laughs> I didn't put that on the list. No, you're not. Yes, so we can all relate to stuff. Life isn't perfect, is it? Okay. So we all go through stuff. Okay. Here's the shocker. We will always to some extent, be dealing with something. That's called being human. Uh, So you go, okay, well, Tim, if part of being human is dealing with stuff and issues, what are you even talking about? What's the problem? Well, the problem is when the stuff you are dealing with becomes the rope around your foot that traps you, that stucks you, stucks you. (laughs) (laughs) that causes you to become stuck and not being able to move on anymore. It stucks you. (laughs) All right. So another thing I want to bring up is it's not just the bad stuff in our lives that causes us to become stuck. What about the great stuff? What about jobs? What about careers? What about money? What about anything else? Relationships? I can remember times in my own life where things seemingly have been amazing, awesome, great, but I feel empty inside. What's that even about? Well, glad you asked, because I will help you with that, hopefully. (laughs) Okay. So from that, has anyone heard of Facebook? Yep. Okay. So who's got Facebook? Instagram, Netflix, Snapchat. There's a new one out there called TV. <laughs> now, now, I'm not saying any of these things are bad. They're not bad. They're actually really, really cool. They provide a lot of entertainment, give us a lot of information. Uh, but what it does mean is that we are influenced, surrounded, and even bombarded by stuff. And not all of it is good stuff. Uh, the issue to me is that when we watch that stuff, and you know, especially Facebook and that sort of stuff, and there's all these memes come up and these inspirational quotes and <laughs> these quotes that come up. Um, the world longs to give us a sense of identity, a sense of purpose, a sense of belonging, 
but has no actual power to give us any of those things. Our identity can only come through Jesus Christ. Our identity can only come through a relationship with Jesus Christ, through God. When we let our identity, our focus, our attention remain on anything else that isn't God, good or bad, we become stuck, trapped, stuck. All right. All right, another thought I had as I was writing this is that uh, when we put our focus and our attention on anything else that isn't God, it also can taint our view of God. So say I have a horrible job, things aren't going well, focus on that. God, why am I stuck in this job? Why haven't you come through for me? My relationship is not going well. Why why is that, God? Where are you in this? I can't even pay my bills this week, God. Why won't you bless me more? When we focus on anything else that isn't God, not only does it become, cause us to become stuck, but it can also change our view of God. Uh, so I've got this story I'm going to read. Um, this one you've never heard before because it happened to me. I made it up. No, I didn't make it up. True story. <clears throat> um. So we were given a, a load of firewood from good friends of ours. Uh, oh, Linda, are you in here? Hey, Linda. <laughs> the Mata, Mata Freakies gave us a load of firewood. So <laughs> we secured that. So I drive around to their place with the ute, and uh, we secured that load of firewood with covers and tie downs, and there was no way that any of that firewood was ever going to fall off. But um, how many of you guys have been driving down a country road and you see some stray, random piece of firewood on the side of the road? <laughs> None of you. I just rip. <laughs> you guys all live in town and have heat pumps. <laughs> all right, so can, can you imagine with me for a moment, close your eyes, you're driving down the road and there's a piece of firewood on the side of the road. Right, so that piece of firewood has clearly fallen off someone else's Utah trailer. Yes, that has. Okay, so as I drove home uh, from our friend's place with our load of firewood, I drove home with the view of the piece of firewood on the side of the road that other people had dropped and not with my own ute with its covers and its tie-downs that were securely tied down. So as I was driving along, I'd just left their place and I'd gone around the corner, this truck coming the other way, honks its horn, like beep, 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 and okay, what is my first reaction? It's like, oh no, all my firewood's falling off. It wasn't, he's just waving at a mate on the other side of the road. <laughs> but, and then I, like, I get out to the country and I speed up to 80 because it's a pretty slow ute. <laughs> And this car comes right up behind me. And, you know, I don't know why he does that. But then after he comes right up behind me, he backs off. Like a long way back, like half a K back. And, of course, my thought is he's just gone way back because there's firewood falling off my ute and he's trying not to get hit by it. Uh, and then I go a little bit further on and there's this dude on this bike. And he literally, he's biking along and he looks back at me and, like, double take and then off to the side of the road, and I'm thinking, oh, no. he's just trying to get out of the way so the firewood doesn't kill him. <laughs> and then uh, as I come into Myronsville, uh, there's a dude, and he's walking along, and he looks back at me, 
And I'm thinking, okay, well, he's just looking at all the bits of firewood on the side of the road that he'll probably come and get later. So, anyway, I got home. Guess how much firewood had fallen off? None. None at all. That's right. I had driven, driven home with my firewood. Oh, so as I'd driven home with my firewood, I'd driven home with the view of the bits of firewood on the side of the road and not with the secured load that I had. So, yeah, so in reality, my firewood was secure. I could trust it. So when our focus is on our issues, then we view God in the same way that I view my firewood, believing I can no longer trust something that in reality is trustworthy, is secure, and unwavering. Hebrews 13.8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God is constant, consistent, unchanging, steadfast, reliable, dependable, and always wants us first and foremost in our lives, or always wants us to be foremost, always, <laughs> he wants us to place him first and foremost in our lives. God never changes. God is immovable. So when our view on God changes, it is not God changing. It is us putting God in the box of what is happening in our world. 2 Timothy 2.13 says, If we are unfaithful, He remains faithful. He cannot deny Himself. He is unchanging. All honor and glory to God forever and ever. He is the eternal King, the unseen one who never dies. He alone is God. Amen. Okay, so this is why in all circumstances, all circumstances, we need to seek first His kingdom and not focus on the stuff in our lives, not let our attention, our affection, and our love move from God who is trustworthy, who is all-loving, onto anything else, good or bad. If I could finish somewhere, it would be focus on God and what He wants for our lives as His followers. He doesn't promise a perfect or easy life. He does promise that if your attention, if your love, if your affection remain on him, you will never be stuck. You'll never be without hope. You'll never be searching for something that only God can give you. God promises. John 10.10, 10, the, uh, the feast's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them rich and satisfying life. John 8. Verse 12, Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you, will have, you, will have, ah, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. John 1.12, but to all who believed and accepted him, he gave them the right to become children of God. 1 John 3.1, see how very much our Father loves us. For he calls us his children, and that is what we are. Again, the Bible doesn't promise that when we become Christians, life will be perfect. But what it does promise is so much richer than that. When we become Christians, we're not just Christians, we're children of God. We are sons and daughters. 
We no longer walk in darkness. We walk in purpose. We walk in hope. We walk with faith. We walk with life. We walk with light. That is what God came to give us. If we are not experiencing what the Bible promises us as Christians, as children of God, if you feel stuck, then I want to leave you with a verse. Matthew 16, verse 24. Then he said to the crowd, If any of you want to be my followers, you must turn from your selfish ways, take up your cross daily, and follow me. If you want to be my followers, take up your cross daily. The life, the hope, the purpose, the freedom that God promises does not just come from a one-time prayer that we prayed when we became Christians. It doesn't come from just attending church once a week. It comes when I daily take up my cross. It comes when I choose to live the life that God wants me to live. It comes when I choose to actively spend time with Him. And I'm not talking about religiously. I'm not saying, okay, I'm going to spend 20 minutes here because that's what I believe I need to do to be blessed. It comes from loving God, from the hope and the life and the light that I've found in this thing called Christianity and this thing and this person called Jesus Christ. The love that, that I've found and the life that I've found causes me to want that above all else. So if you're struggling, if you're stuck, if you feel unfulfilled, can I encourage you? to daily take up your cross. And uh, as I was um, writing this message, I read it over it a few times. And, uh, and daily take up your cross sounds a lot like remain in me. So that's another way to put it, remain in me. Uh, I'm going to, uh, I had a few verses I was going to start with, but uh, I just want to read one of them from the Passion Translation. Does anyone know what the Passion Translation is? Yeah, so I did not know a lot about it until my wife introduced me to it last week. Uh, Matthew 6, 30, 33 says, So above all, constantly chase after the realm of God's kingdom and the righteousness that precedes Him. Then all these less important things will be given to you abundantly constantly chase after the realm of God's kingdom and the righteousness that precedes him. Shift your focus, your attention, your affection, and your love to God. Let it remain there. When you do that, all these things that come up, issues, problems, no matter what they are, they're small in comparison of to who our God is. They do not compare. 